All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Hanukkah and Judea. That's right, this is the Hanukkah Show from Yehuda, the, the, you know, like Judah Maccabee. Uh, like, this is where the place where so many of the wars were fought. Uh, Let's put it this way. We have a plant that grows here. It's called Dam HaMakabim, mm. the blood of the Maccabees. The blood of the Maccabees. And speaking of blood of Maccabees, Shalom HaKafleisha. Hello. I couldn't. I had to jump in. You jumped in just jumped in time. In. Yeah. Okay, good. You hear that? Do you Happy hear Hanukkah, th- everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Do you hear that little engine noise in the background, Michael? Put your mic up to that little engine noise back there. Yeah, nice. That is a big blow-up Hanukkah. Uh, huge! It's like all the way up to the ceiling. It's 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 two and a half yards wide. It's two and a half yards. I haven't used, heard you use I yards want, as a measurement just, in a while. I just say meters. Yards is the same thing for me. But anyway, meters. But uh, it's all the way up to the ceiling. It's huge. And this was courtesy of our good friend Jake, who uh, who introduced us to this blow up, uh, blow like up outdoor Hanukkah. Hanukkah decoration. It's awesome. I'm gonna put it outdoors. But this morning I wanted to. Wake up the kids and want them to see this. That's uh, really funny. Yeah, this, I came out thing. and I was like, Whoa. jaw on floor. Yeah, that's right. Whoa. Um, Maka, we've had a lot of adventures already this Hanukkah. Uh, last night, I had the great honor of being the lighter of the Hanukkah at the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs in Hebron. That was very special. Before that, we were in the Negev Desert. We saw, um, we saw huge uh, ibex deers. De- they're I- not deers. They're like goats. Yeah, they're like more like goats. I think you're right. Yeah, not a deer. It has no. horns, beautiful right. horns with like these like nubs on them. Huge, yeah, huge horns. Wow, yeah, beautiful, beautiful animal. Yeah, we went out into the desert. Uh, you know, it's funny. I've never really read the Book of Maccabees, which is like an add-on. It's not part of the. Uh, like it's not in the canon, Tanakh, right? But it is. It is apocrypha. It is part of the apocrypha, right? So I've never read it, but I was searching through it a little bit, and it talks about how the Jews who were the believers went out with the Maccabees into the desert. That's right. And then I was like, Yeah, yeah, that's right. We went out into the desert too, right? The Book of Maccabees didn't make it into the canon, but it is uh, an important resource. It's an important book. Um, it's kind of surprising that we don't all read it more. No? It's a long and interesting story, but the bottom line is that the Hebrew version of it kind of got lost. So mm. that's that's the reason that why... That caused some, some... Yeah, that's one of the reasons. Questions. Uh, but in any case, the Book of Maccabees is an important book, and we are, uh, Malka, uh, very much celebrating this Hanukkah. We've had an excessive amount of donuts. Yes, uh, but last night we were heard from a good friend of ours, Rabbi Mordechai Hellinger of Chabad Hebron. Uh, he told us that one of the ways that you fight the Greeks, uh, the Greeks were into physique and into the beauty of the body and all that, and they worship that, and the way to undo that. You say a Jew looks at that, and they go, oh, we're supposed to care about going to the gym and working out and looking amazing and being a, a an amazing example of of perfect physical humanity? No. That's right. No, we will not. We will resist that. So uh, give me that fattening fried sugar thing. Yeah, that's right. Well, I uh, will consume that to fight the Greeks. That's right. We fight it through uh, the eating of the donuts. But really... Um, See? 
all of you out there who thought you were doing something bad. You are so holy. That's right. You didn't even realize what a fighter you are. That is a deep instinct that you yes. had to resist, <laughs> to resist Greek Greek thinking. Um, and uh, Malka, it was um, uh, it was two thousand two hundred years ago that uh, Matityahu and his five sons rose up uh, in battle against Antiochus IV and the Syrian Greeks. Uh, who, for some reason, decided that the way to deal with the Jews is to cut out their xenophobia and to cut out their, you know, their uh, their uniqueness and and their will to kind of be not homogenized into uh, corporate society of uh, of of the Greeks. Many Jews actually fell into that, and Judah Maccabee not only raised the banner of our independence, but also our unique culture, and also woke up a lot of Jews to have Jewish pride, right, uh, which they had lost to the very seductive Greek culture. And, or they uh, just had maybe given way to what we call in Hebrew, yeush, which means despair. Like, you know, the Greeks are in charge and it's going a certain way and it's just always going to go a certain way. And well, that's, I think that's a nice take of it, but, but the truth is, is that many simply got into it. Right. They were into Hellenism. And I think, I think, I think you and I know that, that Hellenism... Hellenism is one of the great fights of today. Right. It is one of the great fights. It's not necessarily the Greeks, but but so many of you out there know exactly what we're talking about. The Western culture, especially if you have children, sheesh. That's right. The Western culture, Western languages, um, Western ideas that come and try to supplant Torah ideas and ancient Jewish ideas, try to make... Our ideas seem old and antiquated and and um, stuffy. And the new ideas are so progressive and so enlightened and so forward thinking. Right? Not like our Torah values, which are bad, bad, bad. Their values they're, they're are good, bad. good, good. They're, they're, they're old. They're, they're, right. they're, they're uh, you know, for some like small little... Small backwards. little clan from from some little place, and we'll just we'll overtake them with the big empires, uh, you know, better, fresher, lighter, brighter ideas. It's funny you say that because uh, you know everybody knows Ben Shapiro, and he's had a you know great career and he's doing great stuff. But I think he wrote one of the most important articles that he's written. Uh, it was in the Jewish press, and it was basically a call to for orthodoxy. To push back against LGBTQ plus consciousness mm-hmm. and culture, and he was and he called out all kinds of organizations like YU, which he called either like confused Orthodox or embarrassed clumsy. Orthodox, clumsy Orthodox, and uh, the Orthodox and, Union he called out very seriously. Yeah, he called out these people, and mm-hmm. he was like, he, he, and, he, and he basically said, "I'll paraphrase paraphrase into my words," but I think. I don't usually say to you, go read an article, but this one's worth reading, really. It's it's an article worth reading because it's got a lot of sources, a lot of stuff, and it's It'll just... It'll make you think. And uh, he basically says, listen, we got to be true to our Torah values. Uh, we can't allow ourselves to... You know what? Actually, I'll I'll quote, if you don't mind, Malka. I'll take a, I'll, I'll quote for a second. Not at all. Because I did tweet it, uh, and I thought that, that it was worth tweeting. And it wasn't like a tweet that did like that like well. Um... Uh, but I thought it was very important, so I'm just going to uh, read to you a few words from that article. You're a prolific tweeter, Isha, so you have to scroll down to get to that tweet. Um, 
Oh, yeah, there, and yeah, because there's a lot. I wrote a must-read, and just in time for Hanukkah, a treatise in this generation's Greco-Roman versus Judaism battle by Ben Shapiro. He writes, the conflict between the morality of the Torah and the secular worldview has reached its apex with the rise of the LGBT, LGBTQ plus movement. The Torah's worldview is most valuable precisely when there is controversy. This means that the halachic worldview is eminently political because politics is about values. The Torah's injunctions against homosexual activity is perfectly logical and easily explicable. And and but but this is not about this is not about this is not about being gay or not being gay. This is about the culture of being taught and being forced to accept it. Like on Yochus the fourth, uh, you know, uh, Epiphanes, like trying to get that into our our mind and make it equal and make it kosher within our Jewish framework. And that's what, what he put out of fight. So I was very impressed by that. Uh, I was, and I wrote to him. I, I wrote to him. You know what I wrote to him personally? I wrote to him. I said yeah. to him, your, your, uh, your courage honors our people in our Torah. Very nice. That's what I wrote to Did him. Did he say anything? And he wrote, thank you, exclamation point. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and Well, it's not easy. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy uh, because you really, it's not only that people don't want to come out as uh, as discriminatory or... Or, or phobic. Would, or phobic, uh, which obviously people don't want to do. But it's, it's, it's a very confusing issue and, and people, uh, you know, have big hearts and they want to accept the people around them and they sure. want to, the Judaism to be inclusive and... But to be able to parse out, because there's really a big difference between being kind to an individual and accepting them and loving them with all of who they are and all their pluses and all their minuses, and going towards a whole movement right. of of walking away from what the Torah has told us and trying to work around Torah as opposed to going with Torah. And I guess it's important, Malka, to remember what Hanukkah is really about because there's a funny fog out there about what Hanukkah is. Because Hanukkah is like in line with the Christmas season, so it's become this like fun holiday with presents for kids right. and latkes and stuff like that. And it's like, wow, Jewish life. Right, cool. presents. We talked about this last week, right. all the books that I can't buy for the kids. Where it's like, we lit candles for eight days and then grandma made latkes and I got presents. The end. Yeah. Right. And, it, and all those things are nice and they're part even of our holiday, right? We're totally full of sufganiyot, although we haven't had latkes yet, which is really sick. But anyway, we, we've been eating fried foods every single day. And I, yes, give kit presents to my kids for Hanukkah. And we're, yes, going to see our grandmother. And we're, yes, going to hear cute music. And yeah, but when all that we part, see our grandmother, of, our right. grand, my mom, right. she's going to give us a speech. Right, and an hour and a half lecture on the uh, history and archaeology of the Maccabees. Right. Right. And, and, and what this holiday was about is, if anything, like, like, like in my mind, I picture it very gritty. It's like a dark, gritty battle. You know what right. I mean? It would make an amazing blockbuster film. Yeah, but it's not, it, yeah, but it's much more like, it's not like, yay! No, it's not cute. There's it's nothing not cute at all about it's not, Hanukkah. It's not Teletubby Hanukkah. Right. It's, it's much more like... Right, it's like fierce, a, and it's brave, and it's, and it's uh, painful. And, and it's right, and self-sacrifice. Right, and it's, and it's heroic, and it's awesome, and it's miraculous. Exactly. Okay, now speaking of that, Malika, I, uh, I don't want to... How should I say? I don't want to pop burst the bubble, but I have no. to for a All second. All right, let's go. I don't really want this you to morning, burst the bubble either. I woke. I, we 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 came back from our from our vacation in the south of Israel. By the way, you also swam with dolphins. That 
was so cool. We could talk about that if you're coming yeah. on a trip to Israel yeah. and you're going down to a lot. I got something for you to do. But you anyway, go ahead. Yes. So, you know, we got back yesterday. We, we, we got back from the south, which was like a three-hour drive. And then we went to the Chevron. We lit the candles and did all that and ate with some friends. Came here home at night. I passed out to sleep. <laughs> Everyone passed out. Yeah, it Just, was a I, tired night. I was like 9.30. I was out. Boom. Traveling is rough. Yeah. Okay. And this morning, like 5, I, I, I woke up and I started looking at the news and stuff like that. Yeah. And then, Malka, I had to gag slash puke, whatever you want to say. Okay, that's too bad. Okay, because like something in the news just burst my Hanukkah bubble. Really? Yeah. That's not, don't let that happen. The families of Israeli uh, soldiers and resident citizens who, there's Les, she just woke up and she's seeing the uh, the big Hanukkah here. Uh, She's loving it. Um, Families that have had their loved ones taken Cap- by Hamas. Captured. Right. Captured by Hamas. So there's two dead soldiers and two mentally like ill... Uh, living captives. Living captives that are in Gaza. They went to the Pope. The Pope. Pope Francis. They went to the Vatican? They went to the Vatican. On freaking flipping Hanukkah. Well, maybe they wanted him Hold to... Hold on. Okay. Hold on. And they asked the Pope for assistance... To receive back the bodies and the people captured by Hamas. Yes. Whoa. Hold your horses. We don't go to no Pope who like... Who you like, show your eyes twitching. <laughs> like, we do not go to the Pope who... Yes. Uh, and, I have, and I have very dear, very, very dear Catholic friends. Yes. And who I love dearly. And I respect that religion and it's all, all its stuff and all its accoutrements and all its history. But we do not go to the Pope to help us get the bodies back of our people from Gaza. No, 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 no. See, the Pope and, and that, those company, that, that folks, you know, in history, they were the ones on the wrong side of Jewish persecution. Okay, they were the ones who didn't stop the Holocaust. They were the ones that didn't speak out and maybe tacitly supported it. Etc. 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 Maybe they could do a little bit of a, of a fixing. No, and this pope is on the political left. Okay, he is he is not on our side of things. He is not for a strong Jewish state. Etc. I say this again with love and respect to my Catholic friends. Etc. But we have a Jewish state. That's the one whose soldiers and citizenry these people are. Yes. You do not go to the Pope to get help, to get, to get it from the terrorist, to ask the Pope to help the terrorist you know, accept our demands and give back our, our people. No, that's not the way it works. On Hanukkah. It's like a, it to me, was like a triple. I was like, I had to hold my head like, oh, my God. On Hanukkah, you go to the Romans and, and ask them for help with our, with our you know, like, like some kind of like old school, like Jew in the, you know, uh, you know court Jew asking Stadlanut, you know, asking, oh, oh, Mr., you know, you know, head, head priest guy, can you please help me with the, with the situation? And I yet got? we have our state of Israel. Remember, they haven't helped them. Do you remember, do you remember in, the, you know, the sad scene in, uh, in uh, what do you call it, in Fiddler on the Roof? When, when oh, the when mo- they have to go. When, when Golda like, goes to try to get, you go know. Try to get her daughter out of there. I'm uh, like, Chava. I'm like, are you serious? Yep. 
I mean, like, are you serious? If you want your people back, we have a Jewish state. We have about, about to have a brand new right-wing government. You freaking stand inside, inside, outside of that government and say, crush that Hamas. Make them beg for us to take back our bodies so we start bombing them. Okay, here you go. Please, just please stop. That's what I want to hear from my enemies. Maccabee style. Right. And I don't want to turn to the Romans. The Greco-Romans of yesteryear to help me with the jihadis. So your issue is not exactly that they went to the Pope. <coughs> your issue is, I mean, it is th- that they went to the Pope, but it's, it's not the exactly. Whole thing. It, yeah, it's the whole thing. It's it's that these people also felt like they were not getting what they needed out of our big, well-funded, many weapons. Strong Jewish, Jewish state. state. Yeah. Right. Obviously. The, the embarrassment here is not the people. They're just like families that like looking right, for for where, right. but like but like but like the shame of it to me in my mind I was like on Hanukkah yeah it's very shameful. you went to the to the well a nice the thing. folks that represent the the the, the, the Seleucids right. to me like that same that same you know uh, uh, group of 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 the other right. and they're the ones who are supposed to help you it's like it, well it's, I just want to say Isha it, it's it's not exactly the same but maybe you'll take comfort in the fact that. Uh, the Hellenists today are very upset because also on Hanukkah, yes, our Prime Minister elect Benjamin Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu, called the President of Israel Yitzchak Herzog and announced at five to twelve, at five minutes to twelve. I don't know why he does it this way because it was deadline was twelve, right? He called to announce that Israel has has achieved a successful coalition agreement of 64 right-wing religious, basically, not all, but basically all right-wing religious um, political parties. I would say it, a national government is about to be formed. A nas- But this is a government, Ishai, that really, now I, I only pray that they are somewhat correct, the Hellenists, in the, in the fear that they have <laughs> for the government that is coming in. <laughs> I really pray that this government, which espouses itself to be a serious nationalist Jewish government that that holds on to and is guided by Jewish values, Torah values, um, strength for the Jewish people. I really hope that they achieve something. And that is was also on Hanukkah. It was in the same night. And basically, I, I think I, I have to um, two comments on that. First is Netanyahu writes on Twitter. He writes. Allah beyadi. Nakuda. What does period. that mean? It means it has. I have. I. I was given the ability. And I wrote in Twitter, small fix in Hebrew. I wrote tikkun katan gadol. I wrote a small fix, but it's really big, which is Allah beyadi baruch Hashem. <laughs> That's all you had to say. Right. That's all you had to say. Not Allah beyadi. As in, I now my hand right. has got my the strength. My hand, yeah, uh, uh, me and uh, and the strength of my hand. I need yadi. Yeah, first thing, lo Allah biyadcha. It wasn't. It wasn't you. Yeah. It was actually the people of Israel who voted. So it, it's not you. It's our nation right. has gotten a chance. We voted in. You're not the king. We voted in our you know our leader so that's the first thing so i would say a lot in our in our hands not in your hands and second thing slap on the old baruch hashem it will not hurt you on the hanukkah to say <laughs> baruch hashem okay that's right, number one right. so okay i could live with that though okay, i mean whatever you know uh and i hope that you're right that the there's a, a, a and 
it's representative of the Jewish state. This duality right. or this 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 dialogue, this you know, this tension between you know Jewish families going to Rome to the Vatican and asking for help from the Pope. Can you help us? Please get our family back from the neo Nazis down the street from us that we empowered by walking away from our land, which you are for anyway. Ichsa. Vomit is in my in my mouth from that kind of uh, embarrassment, and the uh, the other side of that, which is uh, a, a nationalistic government, which the people have chosen, which the Lord God has blessed us with, right, and hopefully is, we'll is, do. Which, act. frankly, is an amazing miracle. And if we will only, if it will only do what it says it will do, right, then that it will be massive for us. Inshallah, as we say around right. here, with the help of God, inshallah. <laughs> See, you don't go to their God, Yishai. Yeah. Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem. Bezrat Hashem. Right. All right, folks. Uh, Malka Fleischer, you got to get the kids out going. Yes. You got still a big day. So I'm letting you go. I'm cutting you loose, Malka, to yes. get out there and do your Hanukkah awesomeness. You have a meeting at work, and I want to wish them, everybody at the folks at uh, JNS.org, uh, a lot of happiness. And please bring them some Sufganios. Yes, I'm going there. That's right. Going to the Sufganiyah store. All right. Maka, you are the greatest. I want to thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and I want to thank all the other folks. That's it. You're done. I'm, I'm, letting, you, I'm letting you go. And I'll, 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 I'll thank the other folks because it's early morning here and everything's got to get going. So Maka, Chag Sameach and Shabbat Shalom. Chag Sameach. Don't worry. The Yishai Fleischer show will be right back. So stay tuned. All right, folks, thank you very much to Maka Fleischer for joining the show. And I'm also in a rush because I got to get out there and tour today. But I do want to thank the folks that make it happen, uh, especially our crew, Yochevet Seidman, Moshe Herman, Ben Bresky, Tabitha, and Lewin were live. Get the show out to the world. And uh, they work hard to make the show. And you take time to listen to the show. I want to thank you, the listener and the friend as well. Uh, and I do want to thank especially um, the folks that support the show. And that is people like Krista who went to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Yishai and really make the show poppin' and hoppin' uh, and supportive and just give me a lot of emotional and physical strength to be able to get the show out to the world. Thank Hashem. Uh, I also want to talk about um, uh, new sponsors for the show. Uh, one new sponsor for the show is highonthehard.com. Uh, it's, an op- it's an opportunity uh, to celebrate the mitzvah of ascension to the Temple Mount every day. Uh, for Jews and lovers of Israel. And this uh, website and organization started by my good friend MJ uh, and also Rabbi Levy uh, will guide you, prepare you, tour you, and connect you to the Temple Mount. Check out High on the Har. Har means the mountain. Uh, So it's highonthehar.com, highonthehar.com. Check them out, and I'm proud to be promoting them on the Yishai Fleischer Show. Thank you very much. Uh, to them. Um, I also want to uh, thank, of course, if you're going to go to the Temple Mount, you must go see the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs, the Mothers and the Fathers, and there's nothing like the organization that I work for, the Jewish Community of Hebron, and our fundraising arm, the Hebron Fund, which is also our touring arm as well. Just yesterday, Rabbi Simcha Hachbaum had 116 visitors to the Temple Mount. Excuse me, he also tours in the Temple Mount, but he took them to Hebron, to the Tomb of the Patriarchs and Matriarchs. These are twin places. You go to the place where you connect with God on the Temple Mount. You go to the place where you connect to the forefathers and mothers in Hebron. It's one energetic synergy uh, of, um, of the connection to the Tanakh, the Torah, uh, and to the God of Israel. So check out HebronFund.org. 
Uh, and I'm very, very proud to be associated with that. Um, JewishPress.com puts out our show every single week. They do a great job of putting out our show, and I thank them very much. Uh, they, they're really one of the fastest at writing great articles about what's happening in Israel today. So if you go right now to JewishPress.com, you will be informed about what's going on in this new government that's about to form. Um, of course, Prohibition Pickle. You cannot, you cannot, uh, you know, you, you, can't, you can't have Shabbos. You can't have Shabbos, but it's just, you know, anemic. If you want a Shabbos with spice and spirits, uh, go to prohibitionpickle.co.il. Uh, we've already had many great orders uh, through prohibitionpickle.co.il. And, of course, if you want to send, you know, a show host at the Land of Israel Network or anywhere, or anybody that you love in Israel, think about it. Who do you love in Israel? Be like, who do I love in Israel? Who do I love who lives in Israel? A family member, a friend? I want to send them something, a nice Hanukkah gift. You just go to prohibitionpickle.co.il. Boom! Those those treats will come to those to to your beloved friends' houses uh, so beautifully, and they'll they'll thank you for it. They'll take pictures. They'll be like, yes. And of course, I always have a deal with you, which is if you send me any prohibition pickle, then one of the things that I will do is I will make sure to send you a special blessing on Shabbat in Judea. That is not a small thing. Okay. Um, so who else do we have that are part of the show? Of course, our friends at RetroWatchGuy.com, a retro watch. Great retro watches. You can't. That's it. It's just that simple. I myself am not only uh, a. Uh, I'm not only a uh, a, uh, a promoter. I am also a wearer of retro watch guy. I have my beautiful Tissot, which I wear on Shabbat and holidays. I will wear it this Shabbat, and this Shabbat is going to be a triple. It's going to be Shabbat, Rosh Chodesh, and Hanukkah. Boom. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to be wearing my RetroWatchGuy.com watch. You can get your own, and it's fun, and it, it's just an add-on into your life, something special and cool. Um, I think we probably have more supporters, but right... Oh, of course. How could I forget? My brain is just... I'm still on vacation mode. Uh, how about how about uh, the Israel Bible? Hello? Do you have an Israel Bible in your house? If you don't have one, you should definitely, definitely get one. And the Israel Bible is a beautiful... Uh, transliterated, translated, beautiful writing, beautiful cover, a great version of the Jewish version of the Bible, and it'll teach you, it'll it'll touch you, teach you and touch you, and it'll be part of your uh, life forever, theisraelbible.com. Of course, uh, for all those that I mentioned, you just put in coupon code YISHAI, Y-I-S-H-A-I, and bang, percentage points off, it's easier to access, and that's what we're all about. We're making it accessible for you to be part of the story. That's what I'm all about. I also want to make a special shout out uh, to my little man, Zephaniah, uh, who is one of our non-Jewish friends uh, of Israel, uh, part of the international Torah community, who came to visit me with his parents uh, from Canada recently. Uh, They were together with the Hayovel group, uh, and um, we had the, you know, I've read their emails before in the past, uh, and what, and she says, uh, and she wrote to me an email, if you are going to be on Friday in Hebron, I just couldn't let the opportunity pass and try to make a connection after you've been such a big part of our lives uh, this, last, this last number of years. Uh, so, uh, you know, hopefully they, they could meet me in Hebron. I couldn't come to Hebron, but I asked Josh to please stop the bus in Efrat, and we got to see uh, the beautiful family, uh, the the Mikitka family uh, from Canada and 
we got to see little sweet Zephaniah. Malka, there's Malka Fleischer. Hold on. She's got something to say. She walked past me. Hold on, Malka. Here's the mic. I just want to say that Zephaniah is like the cutest little person in the whole wide world. And he gave me a hug and I needed that hug because it was the sweetest little mushy little blonde child hug that ever I ever got. And he was so adorable and it was just so wonderful to meet him and his beautiful parents. And and mom, uh, Malka, what did you uh, what did you give Zephaniah? I thought flashed into when I heard that this little boy was in our town and that he is is probably our youngest listener. And so when I heard that he was in town, a thought flashed into my mind and I went into my little gift zone in my closet and I found something that was exactly what I wanted to give him, which is a little board book. You know, those books that have different textures and colors and shiny and all the stuff that kids can touch it and play with it, except it's for the Beit HaMikdash. It was in Hebrew, so he's going to have to work on his Hebrew. But uh, but a, a nice board book for him. I hope he enjoyed it. I hope he will enjoy it. So a little temple, a uh, little temple touch and feel book. Uh, it'll be in his life with simple Hebrew. Malka, great job. And Zephaniah, he's part of the he's part of the extended family uh, of the Tor- international Torah community. And thank you so much for visiting us. You guys are great. And God bless you out there in Canada. God bless you out there around the world. Uh, just to finish off the show, a little bit of uh, of temple Torah, temple Torah. Uh, table Torah, ta- ta- table temple Torah, little table Torah for you. Um, um, during this time of Hanukkah, we also read about the Torah portions of Joseph uh, and the story of the dreams. And just just one thought, because I got to get off the show and get going with my uh, short day here today before candlelighting tonight. But one thought for you about the dreams of Pharaoh. What is Pharaoh really dreaming about? Uh, he's dreaming about the, ostensibly, Joseph tells him he was dreaming about the seven years of plenty and the seven years of, of hunger, famine. But I have a different take on it. I have a take that really what, what Pharaoh's dreaming about is a much bigger cultural phenomenon, which is the battle between the Jewish people and Egypt, later the, the Greek world, later the Roman world, etc. And that is that he foresees in his dreams of the fat cows being swallowed up by the skinny, sickly cows and by the uh, healthy uh, stalks being swallowed up by the uh, unhealthy plant. He's actually dreaming that Egypt is going to swallow and assimilate the Jewish people. And that's, by the way, the number seven. He sees that. Uh, and what what is, what is the kind of nickname of... Uh, of Joseph is that he's an ox. Well, what does he see? He sees these cows getting swallowed up. The cow of Joseph is going to get swallowed up. The, the ox of Joseph is going to get swallowed up. Then he sees these stalks. And the Balaturim says that the word echad in one central stalk only appears about another uh, topic altogether in the whole Torah, and that is the topic of the menorah itself. So the menorah is going to get swallowed up by the, the Jewish menorah, is going to get swallowed up by Egypt. The ox of the Jewish people is going to get swallowed up by this inferior culture of Egypt. And, and that is what uh, uh, um, Pharaoh dreams of. And he says, and there will be no remnant to those fat cows and to the healthy plants. And Joseph sets out immediately to defend against that dream. He sets out to, A, put the Jews aside, to have them in a different place, so that they're not mixed in. He retains 
the the Hebrew name. Oh, what excuse me, what does Pharaoh do? Pharaoh gives Joseph a new name, new clothes, and a new wife. All this in order to erase the uniqueness of Joseph or assimilate him in, into the Egyptian culture. You have Egyptian wife, you have Egyptian clothes, you have Egyptian name. And what does Joseph set out to do? To, to do everything in order to block that assimilation, in order to set the Jews apart, to make sure that they retain their names and their culture and their, and their things, that they do not get swallowed up. He sets out to defend against Pharaoh's dream, which is to assimilate the Jews out, which is Antiochus's dream as well. He sets out to do everything in his power to make sure that the Jews are not going to be uh, assimilated into the greater culture of Egypt. Uh, they'll be there. They'll be, they'll be in one way part of it. And he himself is part of it. But they're not going to be that. They're not going to become Egypt. And that is the battle of Hanukkah uh, writ large. And that is the battle of Joseph uh, in, the, in this week's Torah portion. All right, folks, I want to bless you with, with great light out there. Remember, the light of, of Hanukkah is a gritty light, a light of fighting. And Gadi, my amazing uh, carpenter, told me that Rabbi Nachman says that um, Hanukkah is related to the receiving of Torah at Sinai. And just like at this Torah of Sinai, we were able to see, excuse me, we were able to hear uh, God's words through the light. We were able to hear the light. It turned from, from, from just, you know, eye stuff into, into hearing stuff. No, no, we were able, no, excuse me, let me say that more correctly. We were able to see the voices. The voice of God turned into visual truth for us. So now, too, we have to turn the visual light of the Hanukkah into the voice of God. We have got to be able to hear him through the light of Hanukkah. Very deep thoughts uh, about that. I hope that you use this opportunity of Hanukkah as a depth, as a moment of depth to connect to the land of Israel, to connect to the story of Judea, to connect to the fight, to connect to the anti-assimilationist resistance, uh, and to connect all at the same time with love to people who want to be part of the story, like little Zephaniah. God bless you folks, wherever you are. Stay tuned, stay connected, be part of the story. Thank you for your support and your love. And I'm sending you blessings and the light of Hanukkah here from the land of Judea, reborn uh, 2,200 years after Judah Maccabee uh, fought the Syrian Greeks. We're back in the land. And it is lit up. It is lit. It is lit with God's glory. God bless you. Stay tuned. Stay strong. And shalom. Toda.